I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and that's Grayson. And this is Autism Building the Puzzle. One piece at a time. Welcome all you listeners out there to Autism, building the puzzle one piece at a time. My name is Alex, your host, and with me is my husband, Sean. What's up, babe? How are you? Hey, babe. How you doing? I'm doing great, as always. I'm with you, doing our uh, <laughs> bi-weekly episode. Yes, yes. And uh, that's always fun, so. Mm-hmm. We're going to be hitting 50 episode episodes soon, guys. So we're super, super excited about that. Yep. Big milestone. It is. We can't believe that it's we're up to 50 episodes now. It's crazy. Yeah, in less than six months. Yeah. 50th episode already. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to be talking all about stem cell. Um, we're going to be talking about what you can use stem cells for, where you can get stem cell treatment done. Um, and just kind of the whole process of it and just some yeah, good information. It's pretty unexplored um, treatment in general for any condition, mm-hmm. you know, let alone autism. So mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know too much about it. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I think it's a good opportunity. We have considered, you know, getting Grayson on a stem cell treatment uh, program uh, throughout our time. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't done that yet, but we have also done a whole heck of a lot of research into it. Um, so, yeah. you know, we want to bring that information to you guys. So, yeah. you know, maybe help you guys, you know, decide whether it's something you might want to consider or not as well. So Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I go back and forth with it. So I'm going to talk about that, too, and just talk about the things that, you know, the reasons I wouldn't do it and the reasons I would do it. Um, just honestly, what scares me about it and things like that. So let's get into it. Um, so stem cells can be used to treat a variety of different disorders. Uh, they are, it can be used to treat autism, cerebral palsy, heart failure, osteoarthritis, sclerosis, RA, rheumatoid arthritis, autoimmune diseases, and spinal cord injuries. So today we're going to be just talking about autism, but, you know, if you guys struggle with anything else or family members, at least you know there are options, so it might be something you want to look into. So with the stem cells for autism, um, there's a few different places that do it. Uh, The one place is Panama. Uh, They are the leaders in it. Their place is called the Stem Cell Institute. Um, very, very popular, number one in stem cells for autism. Yeah, I mean, for a long time in the United States, you couldn't do stem cell research. Mm-hmm. Um, so Panama has been doing it for a much longer time. Uh, yeah, Much earlier on than the United States was. So so they're well, uh, very well versed in, yeah. you know, using that to treat a lot of different things, so. Yeah, and, you know, with Panama, I've heard, like, some people are, you know, I just want to go into this while we're on Panama right now. Some people will say, oh, Panama, is that safe to go to? But you literally fly there. They have somebody pick you up that they set up from the hospital. They pick you up. They take you right to the hotel. And the hotel, you can literally walk through, like, over, like, a little enclosed bridge, I believe it's enclosed, Mm -hmm. right into the hospital. So you really do not have to leave the hotel at all. However, I have read a lot of people. um, I'm actually in a Facebook group for stem cells in Panama. 
Um, so there's a lot of people in that group and you can really get a lot of good information, but a lot of them had said, you know, they did venture out around the hotel to the store, whatever have you. And it was, they didn't have a problem that they felt safe. Yeah. It's, and it's in Panama city. So, which is the biggest city in the country. So it's not like you're, uh, yeah. you know, in some little village Desolate in some place. Yeah, hospital in the middle of <laughs> nowhere shady, or something like, like that. So, yeah. Um, there's civilization and, and <laughs> Panama also is, you know, highly Americanized. Uh, there's a yes, lot of are. Americans that do there's, live in Panama. The doctors so that are there are American. Are American. Yeah. So, yeah, and I've heard they're phenomenal, <clears throat> phenomenal with the children and the whole process. Yeah. Um, very caring individuals, so I've read. And then there's two places in the U.S. that do stem cell treatment for autism, which would be Duke University, their medical school, um, and... Arizona State it is, right? Arizona, yes. Yeah, yes. Arizona State. Um, one, I, one thing I do know about those, though, is they're not just open for, you know, an unlimited amount of patients. It's, mm-hmm. They're more like doing research, um, you know, doing research studies and stuff like that. So right. they do have limited spots. Um, you know, they don't have funding to do it as a, you know, Normal a regular for procedure, everyone. like yeah. everybody just can't pay yeah. and go there. So if you, that's something, if you are thinking or ever considering stem cells, I would 100% go to Panama for that. Um, that's where we would go. I would definitely go to the leaders in it who have been doing this for a very, very long time and are yeah. very experienced. It's a little more expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at what, 20 grand total? Yeah, I whole, think it's like 18, 20, yeah. yeah. For the whole trip. Uh, that includes like airfare. Uh, hotel, food, mm-hmm. the treatments for the whole week and everything. Yes. So uh, so it's not just for the treatment. Um, so, but you're paying more because you're getting a better product, better service. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You pay for more what you experience. get, quality. Um, and Panama actually gives more options of the types of stem cells that they use. So... Um, So they actually use umbilical cord-derived stem cells, and they're the most ideal for treatment um, because what it allows them to do is it allows the physicians to administer uniform doses, um, and it doesn't require any stem cell collection from the patient. And when you're dealing with children, that can be really, really invasive. Um, There's also different ways that they will put it into the body. They can go into the muscle. They can go into the spinal cord. Uh, The muscles literally, um, I believe it's possibly like a line that they run for a few minutes. Yeah, I heard IV it takes like line. 10, 15 yeah. minutes. Um, and there are millions and millions of stem cells. And what happens are is the stem cells go to a part of the body, part of the brain that is deficient in those cells. Um, and, you know, this doesn't work on everybody. Sometimes it doesn't take. Sometimes one, once is enough. Depending on what your expectations are for gains, um, it's all up to you and the individual child. So you might just want, you know, them to be verbal. That might be the only thing. They might not stim. They might not do any of that, but you want them to be verbal. You know, that might take a couple sessions or you might just have to go once and they start becoming verbal and you're like, okay, we're happy. Um, So it really just depends on the severity of the child. Yeah, and how they, you know, take to the treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, where did the idea of using stem cells... uh, come from to treat autism 
you know, what's the scientific uh, rationale behind it? And, you know, they realize autism is an inflammation disease in the brain. Yes. Um, They started trying to use, like, antibiotics, uh, anti-inflammatory agents, uh, hyperbaric oxygen treatment, things Mm -hmm. like that, to reduce the inflammation in the brain. And that didn't work. But stem cell treatment, that is one of the main things stem cell treatments do is reduce inflammation. Yes. So the fact that it goes straight to the brain and reduces inflammation, I mean, that's just like an instant, should be like an instantaneous, you know. Change. You know, support to the child. You know what I mean? If you have less inflammation, you're going to feel a lot better. You know what I mean? You're going to think a lot better. So Right, right. So that's the rationale of where they came up with the idea for it and, you know, where it started. Um, you know, and obviously it's progressed a lot since then. Absolutely. Um, you know, like Alex had said, you know, cord blood is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of different types of stem cells. Other places will do other type, use other types of stem cells. Um, you know, there is a risk, though. I don't want to say there aren't any risks with it there are um, yeah um you know for one fever you know, if, i mean they can get yeah, sick it's a procedure like any other um you know one of the big things is if you're using donated and not your own stem cells um you know so if you're using donated cord cell uh blood cells your body can reject them Right, exactly. So that that's one thing. So your your best option, you know, we did we didn't do this. We I debated was just going to bring this up and like literally, I was going to cut you off a second ago. Keeping your keeping your core. We blood talked about it's so crazy that your, like your baby's pregnancy. It's so crazy like how it all happened and went down, and then where we are right now that we really could have used it. I remember having the conversation with Sean when I was pregnant, and we were kind of he brought it up. I never heard. I didn't even know about it, and. um I thought, well, wow, that's a really great idea. And then we kind of talked about, like, you know, will he get leukemia? Is it, is it worth it, kind of? It's a lot of money. Um, and then we kind of thought, no, we're not going to do it. We wanted to do and it, then, but we wait, just didn't have... Do you remember? We were, like, what, like, two days out, like two days before you delivered? Like, no, we were Or, in no, in the hospital. And they were like, no, we can't we, do it. I no. was about to have Grayson, and I said... What can we do this to do the cord blood? And she said, we can't do it. It would have to have been something you had set up. They have to send us the, the you know, the stuff that they need to preserve it and everything else or whatever, you know, yeah. um, put it into. Uh, and it was too late at that point. And yeah. it's just so crazy now that he has autism. And at the last minute we tried to do that. It's like something told us to. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, we don't have that now. But, but you know, what Alex just said actually brought up another point. Um, when she, she had mentioned they didn't have the right stuff to, to preserve it and take care of it properly or whatnot, um, they, are, they do have some, like, chemicals, agents in them. So, like, to preserve, either preserve them or carrier agents when they're given. So that's the other yes. <clears throat> medical risk is somebody being allergic to one of those stay. agents or something like that. Right. So those are the two things. They're not, they're not crazy common, but, you know, obviously it is you a risk. You mention it, yeah. yeah. And I think it's important that everybody you know, and there was, knows um, that, too. 
Yeah, exactly. You should know all the facts before you do something like this. And there was a child that I had saw on the Facebook group recently, um, and he just had it done. And he developed high fevers for a few days. He's okay now, but it was just, you know, a reaction to his body. Um, you're putting something foreign but not foreign, kind of, you know. It's natural for the the body, but I guess it does depend, like we said, if it's your own or it's well, not. Well, you know, so, and also you're putting other foreign things in with the thing. Ex- you know, yeah. The, uh, even if they are yours, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever the carrier agents are or whatnot, so. Yeah, so a part of me some days is like I'm all for it, and then a part of me some days is just like, I don't know, it kind of does scare me a little bit. Um, you know, I, I feel as though, do you remember when Grayson was having his audi- audiology, you know, test, and he would sleep during the test at the doctor's for it so he couldn't complete it mm-hmm. and then they had to put him to sleep <laughs> at CHOP so we had him put to sleep so we could just make sure it wasn't a hearing problem that he wasn't verbal and things like that just rule it all out so the doctor had come in because we're always it just seems like we're that one you know the doctor came in and explained the anesthesia and said this is a side effect you know it's it's very rare but they can stop breathing you know we'll BV we'll BVM them with you know the oxygen thing and manually give compressions um, and I remember they took him back and they gave him the anesthesia and we're st- standing there waiting for him to go out. Well, he went out and we're standing there and I'm just like, okay, like, I guess they'll let us know when to walk out. And I look over and I see that he's like, that he's being masked to give oxygen. And I'm like, and the machines beep. And I'm like, that beeping's making me really nervous. And she's, the doctor's like, no, the beeping's good. I need to hear the beeping. She's like, give him a minute give him a minute he stopped breathing and then all of a sudden you saw him like take a breath and I was like oh my like that just happened (laughs) I I just thought it was going to be so rare and I didn't have to worry about it so yeah when you think about what can happen during this procedure you do worry especially when that was rare and you went through that so it's a little scary Alex seems to always be that person yeah and look at my son he does too I mean (laughs) look at how sick he got after the flu shot I mean, I told the doctor my dad got a flu shot and died a week later. I'm really nervous. And he was severely, severely sick for three weeks. And it was the, it's been the only time he's ever been sick in his life. Ever. And the fevers were so high, we couldn't break that. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. So, yeah, we're always that one. So I try to (laughs) plan accordingly my life around that. (laughs) We'll be right back after a word from our show sponsors. Here at Building the Puzzle, we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays. Well, if you're in New Jersey, you're in luck. The Speech Paradigm has you covered. They're helping children overcome speech challenges all across New Jersey. They offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy. Please reach out to them. You can uh, take a look on their website at www.thespeechparadigm.com. Could reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. You can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well at The Speech Paradigm. We are also sponsored by Grayson & Company, uh, making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, they can be reached at grayson Company dot myshopify.com as well as on facebook and instagram as well as etsy on etsy they can be found at grayson and company toys and now back to the show so moving on so there are 
two different types of stem cells they could harvest and use for treatment. Mm-hmm. Alex had mentioned that Panama only uses uh, umbilical cord uh, stem cells, uh, cord blood cells. Yeah, and let me get back to you on and, if they use anything else, because they may. And that basically helps the blood vessels in the brain, along with reducing inflammation and stuff like that. That's why it's so effective, because autism is mostly the inflammation you know, in the brain causing the other symptoms. Um, you know, another issue that kids with autism have are obviously gut issues and gut health. And, you know, the bone, um, what is it? Um, bone marrow, um, stem cells that they can harvest and use for treatment really help with, uh, immune, right. Immune issues and stuff like digestive issues and things like that. So, uh, you know, I feel like in the future there might be a, uh, the, the you know, eventual place we're going to get in terms of treatment would probably be a combination of the two. Yeah. Or they may, you know, analyze the symptoms of the child specifically and see, like, okay, this child doesn't have any immune or gut health issues, so we can go with just the, umbil- you know, umbilical right. um, stem cells, you know. And Duke has actually... Uh, the director of the, the program in Duke has actually said they think it'll be a treatment that they can go, um, you know, answer the general public with in the United States within five years. So, And it's actually, it just, it says here, um, I'm not even sure, I'm going to so chop this one word. <laughs> um, however, human umbilical cord tissue derived mesochemical I think something stem cells, MSCs, that were isolated and grown in our laboratory in Panama to create master cell banks are currently being used in the United States under US FDA regulation. So, whatever that means, um, but they are being used, it's supposedly, I think. Stem cells are being used for certain treatments in the United States. They're not being used exactly. uh, for autism. For Duke and uh, Duke. Yeah, only uh, for those research studies. Right. So. Right. Um, and you As know, of now. <laughs> years ago, and I want to say, actually, so we met in 2009. It says that Panama, I believe, started in 2006, I want to say. Um, or in general, that's just when it became more popular, stem cells. However... I remember my uncle went to Belize for stem cells. Mm-hmm. He had Agent Orange from Vietnam, and he went a few times, but that was a very, very invasive procedure. Totally different than this. This is just an intravenous line, like I said. Well, you know, um, I wonder. But that was different. They actually had to, like, put him in a room. No one could be in there. They had to completely lower his immune system so that his body would take the stem cells and not fight it. Um, and you couldn't, nobody could be around him for like three weeks. He was totally isolated there. He couldn't see his wife, nothing. I wonder if, like, uh, I know you don't know everything about that whole. No, I know that thing, was like 25,000, if not more. But, you know, pop. that could have also been if they had to go in and harvest his own cells from right. his own, like, they may spinal, have had to. You know, I think they had to. Spinal cord fluid and stuff that's like what that. They did. I mean, that, that's exactly that what is going to be a lot more invasive. That's what, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly so. what they did. And there were some gains, you know, but he was really, really bad. But there were 
afterwards his speech did get better because he just you couldn't understand him at one at one point um and his speech did get better but then it just completely it got to the point where like he had to type to his mother what he wanted to say because he couldn't speak anymore so um yeah so that was i that was in the beginning of all of this i believe when it really started becoming popular I mean, that had to be a, I mean, that must have been a really long time ago, because I know, I mean, he passed, what, about 12 years ago now? Yeah, oh, 10, nine, 10, 10. 10 to 11 years ago. Um, so, I mean, and he would have had that treatment at least five years before that, if not longer than that. So, yes. I mean, you're talking 15 to 18 years ago. Right. Um, which is... A lot of time when it comes to science and research. Yeah, so. and here it is, Belize stem cell transplants and all. So, so I don't know how much they do, though. I don't, I'm not seeing anything about autism. Um, so, yeah, definitely look into Panama for the autism. So, you know, I also, one of the websites I have uh, gathered some of the research from, I'm not going to go through all this, but um, there are, are a lot of research studies out there that have been done on treatments for autism. Um, Duke has done, you know, more than one. Um, And, you know, not all of them have had trials done. Some of them have only been, you know, your basic research. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to put this link in the show notes for you guys to take a look at. I mean, there's tons and tons and tons of information here. I mean, (laughs) it could take hours and hours and hours for me to go through it all with you. So... Uh, but I think it's really valuable to, um, you know, be able to have that information and know where to access it. So just looking at the list real quick right here, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six at Duke, one at Sutter, uh, two at Panama, um, you know, and they're, they're different things. One is sibling donors, one is a regular donor, one is own cord blood, um, one is spine, you know, then they have others for spinal cord, yeah, uh, blood, um, and it even has dosage, different dosages amounts that were given for the study. Um, and it's all, all the research was between 2012 and 2020, so. Yeah, I think I've seen that before. It's really good information. So I'll definitely put that in the show notes for you guys to check it out. Yeah, and the stem cell uh, website in Panama is cellmedicine.com, and we'll put that in there with their phone number and information, and we'll put the Facebook group also. Sounds good. Guys. That was a good episode. I hope somebody, uh, you know, some people out there get some great information out of it, know where to find the information, um, the studies, you know, resources to get that type of treatment. Um, and, you know, I don't think a lot so. of people, I don't think a lot of people know about this. You yeah. know, I think you have your fraction of people that know, but I don't think a lot of people know that you can do this, that they're actually doing this and that they're doing this for autism. And it works for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I do understand all you parents, you know, out there, it's, it is scary. I think I, I would definitely be nervous. I would be excited, but I would be nervous at the same time um, for Grayson because, you know, you're injecting something into the body and... It's not like a pill you take where if you have a side effect or you don't feel good after taking it, you can stop and not take it the next day. When you are doing something through injection, there is no way to remove that from the body. So if you have horrible side effects and and horrible experience, that stays in the body for, it can stay in the body, the stem cells, for six months to a few years. 
So could you imagine if, like, your body was fighting that for a few years? Like, what, how, what does that look like? So just a lot of questions you want to ask yourself. Ask the doctors. And I know that they do set up, like, a phone consultation. You'll go over everything. And pro- I think video also. So, you know, you don't have to fly there to have your child evaluated. Um, they would go over everything with you virtually. So to yeah. get the process started. And you can apply online on their website. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely so. do your research, though. Um, you know, take a look into that, um, was it the Facebook group? Yeah, we'll put that in the notes and everything. Yeah, the Facebook group um, about stem cell treatment for autism, because you'll get a lot of great, you know, hands-on, uh, ex- you know, experience stories, stuff like that. Yeah. From these people on what, you know, the experience was like for them. I mean, we obviously, like I said, didn't go through it ourselves, so... Um, you know, we could provide you with a lot of the information, but we don't have, like, the first-hand experience of going through it, so. Yeah. And here I'm reading they do it in Australia, too. Ah. So one child just had his first treatment in Australia, so. I'm sure they do it in many other countries than that, too. They, yeah, I'm sure. Um, you know, we just don't probably in the United States have, uh, you know, the 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 research tools to find it. Right. <laughs> In a reasonable amount of time without having to dig for days and days and days on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, if you have any questions about it, shoot us uh, some messages. Um, we can always reach out to some of these folks that we talk to, um, you know, in the Facebook group and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking forward to our 50th episode uh, celebration. Yes. Uh, we'll call it. Uh, coming up soon. Yes. And uh, until then. For autism, building the puzzle one piece at a time. I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. Signing off. Take care, everybody. Here at Building the Puzzle, we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays. Well, if you're in New Jersey, you're in luck. The Speech Paradigm has you covered. They're helping children overcome speech challenges all across New Jersey. They offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy. Please reach out to them. You can uh, take a look on their website at www.thespeechparadigm.com. You can reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. You can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well, at The Speech Paradigm. We are also sponsored by Grayson & Company, uh, making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, They can be reached at grayson-company.myshopify.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram as well as Etsy. On Etsy, they can be found at Grayson and Company Toys.